Sup, noobs. We are your professional casual gamers. And you're listening to Trend Noobs. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 8 of Train Noobs. I am your host, Jason, joined as always by Michael. You got a little bit high I was, there. I was going for the Deckard Kane at the end. Oh. Stay a while and listen. Stay a while and listen. I'm very lonely. It didn't It didn't work as well as I wanted it to, but... Deckard Kane's hard to do. Terpster does an amazing Deckard Kane. Uh, Chris can do an amazing Deckard Kane, too. But hmm. He's hired. He's hired. <laughs> I got you. So this week we're gonna try our new awesome intro for the YouTubes, huh? Yeah, I you just uh, if you if you made it this far, you uh, you would have seen the intro that I did. Uh, it was it's very basic, just just a splash screen, obviously, but then it goes into. Uh, but it's got our actual intro music in yeah. there. So for the people that only watch YouTube, you can actually hear our intro music. Yep. So I was able to put the intro music in over it. Hopefully the the uh, transition goes well. Um, it, it, it seemed pretty easy to me. I just did nothing. <laughs> you just sat there <laughs> and waited for me to say something. <laughs> yep, yep. All right. Well, <coughs> sorry about that. Either way, see what I did there? I didn't say anyways. I said either way. Oh, I yeah, still see, used. I still used the way. Uh, we are practicing on getting but, better this week. Oh, I wanted to mention something. I'm just I just remembered it and this was the big announcement that we needed to make. I learned cuz I've been really into this whole podcasting thing with you and I've been researching all about podcasting and how to make it sound real good and all that. Speaking of, I'm getting a little bit of feedback, but I don't know what that could possibly be. Feedback. Doesn't matter. What? Yeah. With the recording, but it doesn't matter. I think it comes out. When you probably you probably don't hear feedback. If you do hear feedback, it might be music from the other room because actually we are recording this. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's you from you though. West Coast time. It's what eight forty five East Coast time. Mm-hmm. It is almost midnight here. Uh, so uh, the the wife so, is asleep in the other room with a little bit of ambient music playing in the background. So if you hear ambient music, that's what that's no, from. But I don't think you do. Um, I learned that 90%, that's 90% of podcasts do not make it past episode 7. And what episode are we on today? I believe we're on 8. We are professionals! Casual gamers. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> um, actually, it's episode 9 because Genesis is a, was an episode as well. Yeah, well, we're almost, so technically we're almost 10. Yeah, and double digits. Next man. week will be official, well, not uh, unofficially episode 10. Creeping up on preteens. Ooh. That didn't that's Wait. not a good phrase. To yeah, be that's cool. <laughs> so so tell me about your week, man. I haven't talked to you at all. I've been busy. You might have been busy. I don't know. I haven't talked to you. Well, starting on what was it, Monday? Oh no, all right. We'll start we'll start at uh, Saturday. When we initially recorded the last podcast, uh I was I was having some uh pain in my hand. And wrist, it was like very minor though. I was like, whatever. So I shake it out and I played, I played a, game, a couple games of whatever Counter Strike or Rocket League or whatever the hell I played. I can't remember. Uh, I started doing that, and then I'm like, all right, well, this is this is fun, having a good time. Sunday comes around, still got a little bit of pain, nothing major. I was like, all right, whatever. Took took it easy for most of the day. Watched YouTube videos, um, Counter Strike games, stuff like or stuff like that, like uh, uh, the competitive stuff. And then 
Monday rolls around and I go to work and at work I do a lot of data entry. I use the, I use the number pad a lot, like all day for eight hours a day, just constantly blah, 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 with my fingers. Well, doing what was that? Blah, 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 with my fingers. And uh, as since I manipulate the the number pad, your girl all day, has to love you, right? Because you're blah, 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 with your fingers all the time. Yeah, right? all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And and I since I use the keyboard all the time, uh, I my, I tend to get cramps in my fingers uh, quite often, and then that'll just turn into me stretching my my hands, cracking my knuckles a couple times, and that'll be good to go. Well, when I went to work on Monday, I started near experiencing like tingling and numbness in my uh, wrist and my uh, my hand, like the base part of my hand, my palm, and I'm like, what the fuck? So. I experienced this the rest of the day as I was working, and I I kept stretching. And was this just to, in your hand, or did this go up your arm at all? Was this bad circulation in your it shoulder? It went up to your back? about middle of my arm, middle of my right there. And mid, do you stretch regularly? Mid you know, lower arm. I do wrist, stretches and stuff. Yeah, wrist stretches like that. Yeah, on the regular day nine. When I was working in the warehouse, I used to do them all the time. Day nine put out a video a while back. Um, for those that don't know, Day Nine's a professional star, ex-professional StarCraft player. He's a professional human being. Yeah, he is. Everybody good. should watch Day Nine. He's good. At he makes everything. your life better. Yes, he makes your life better. Uh, but he he put out this video about doing wrist stretches to prevent carpal tunnel and stuff like that. And I started doing those stretches every now and then, but I didn't really take it seriously. Mm. Well, r- that was hard. <laughs> I almost did it. When I was when I was at work, I was like, "All right, I have to, I have to do something about this. I need to go see either a doctor or whatever, uh, get this shit taken care of because something's wrong." So after work, I went over and I'm like, "Maybe I could just get a brace for right now. Maybe that'll be what I need to do." So I'm like, "All right, well, let's go over there." So I went over to Rite Aid and I picked up a brace. And uh, I, I have I've been wearing it now for well since what was it Monday evening? Um, I've been. Now are you supposed to brace it? Mm-hmm. Am I? You, are you, yeah. I don't because I, I don't no know idea. anything. Well, you should probably research that because I do hear that sometimes it actually is worse to to be bracing things like that under the social circumstances. Like the like the other day when Kay had heat on her back instead of ice or whatever. Bitch, yeah. Is that is that better yet? Or? Yeah, she's feeling fine. Cool. Yeah, it, you should probably ice your wrist. Actually, you got the ice back now. So, well, it uh, it's on the box. It says carpal tunnel relief. So I picked oh, it up no. um, because they got to sell their shit somehow. In the middle, I don't know how well I'm showing it to the stream camera right now, but like in the middle, there's a brace. There's, and then I'll show you. Uh, there's like a, a bump, and it it mm-hmm. goes down your whole the whole wrist right. part of it, and it's supposed right. to help the circulation in your wrist. Hmm. But when I was when I used it all day Tuesday, I felt it felt better. I could I could work all the albeit at a slower pace because of the, the the fact of that I have the brace on my hand and I can't move mm-hmm. my my fingers as well. But um, I used it all 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 day long on Tuesday, Wednesday. I had to take it off every now and then, you know, like for fifteen minutes to give my hand a, a break because uh, I can't just wear it a straight eight hours. But and then I use it when I get home, and I use my computer here. And then I finally got an appointment scheduled uh, to go in a, to an actual hand specialist. God, it deals with this stuff all the time on Tuesday. So that's that's my plan on Tuesday. 
Now, if I can give you a good piece of advice, you should probably switch to jerking it with your left hand instead of your right hand. That might help. It's hard to jerk with a brace on your wrist, dude. It's <laughs> I can only un- imagine. Unbelievable the amount of chafing <laughs> that this causes. <laughs> Bloody and raw after a fact. It just does not work. Well, that's a bummer. So, so is it in pain right now? Still, you got no still I just, circulation I, issues, or I use it whenever I'm at my computer. I think it may have had something to do with that past chair that I had, uh, which will lead me to the next thing. Today, we went out to IKEA, and um, the chair that I had from Office Max, the brown one, and all those other videos that I had, uh, the ass pad, uh, for lack of better wordage, uh, got so flat I was basically sitting on a steel pad. So I called up uh, Office Max and I got the protection plan with it when I bought it. They they got me a refund check of about three hundred bucks for it. How long did you have that chair for? Because I used about to do sales for six off- to eight months. You only had it for six to eight months and yes. it broke down like that. Yes. Well, good thing you had the protection plan because I used to sell those chairs. I I did. I worked at Office Max for like a year and a half, man. And Yo- no, nobody would ever buy those damn protection plans. But hey, it, it literally covers anything. Yeah, every so. every chair I have ever purchased from them, I so you got a check for three hundred bucks, huh? Yeah, every every chair I've ever purchased from them, I bought a replacement plan for because I've mm-hmm. always had problems with their chairs. They've always broke down on me, and I didn't have anything, any any other thing, any other choice rather that I could do about it. They asked me just to. When I called them up, they're like, cool, can you take a picture and send us proof that your chairs... How the fuck do you take a picture of discomfort from sitting on a fucking steel pad? They Okay, I'll tell you from experience, we don't get called backs on that very often. So Real, they're probably like, wait, what the fuck do I do? Real quickly, this is the picture I took. No way. This is the picture I took and I sent it to them. You sent that picture to them? I sent this picture to them. No way. But me and my big frowny face sitting in a chair. <laughs> oh my god, that is the most amazing thing I've ever and seen. And they gave me a refund. No fucking way. They probably saw that like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. We gotta give this guy $300. Holy shit. That was what dude. I was going for. And I was hoping I'd find it like on the front page of Reddit, like they're one of their support staff. Oh my god, that but, is so you know? funny. But either way, I got the got the return check and we went out to Ikea today to pick up my replacement chair, which I got this cool... It seems like a weird place to buy a chair, though. They're known for their Ikea? cheap shit. Is that a nice chair? Yeah. It's a, two, it's a their... $200 chair. The mesh back is really nice. The cushion's actually really nice. I don't lean back that much, but when I do, I like the headrest. You know and it's right where my head mesh, is. Though? Hmm. Everything gets caught in mesh, dude. Everything. I don't... I'm not wearing spikes on my back. What the fuck? Who... No, do you but, have zippers going up the back of your shirts? No, not that. Just like little bits of everything. I'm talking like if you drop any little food crumbs or I know, what am you I know, s- like laughing in his hilarity at the back of my computer chair while I'm eating fucking. I will say popcorn? that it's on your back is better than I used to have a chair where it was mesh on the seat and on the arms. Oh yeah, and everything, it, everything shit would just get everything else is leather. Or, okay, well, cool. fake leather, I guess it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything else is leather. I'll tell you one thing. This is the easiest chair assembly I've ever had to do from anywhere. It's fucking Ikea, of course. Ikea is notorious for having terrible terrible instructions on on really. installing anything or f- putting anything together, rather. I don't feel like I've had a big issue. Like, Jim uh, talked to me about the Ikea chair that he bought, his, his Jim. office Shout out chair. to Jim. Yeah. Does Jim still listen? Jim still listens. Jim still hasn't written me. No, Jim still has not talked about your big black what, dick. I mean, what? What What the fuck, Jim? Uh, 
but he told me he's like when I bought when I bought that chair, I it was so difficult. It required two people to do, and I only had the one person, <laughs> and and. Uh, it took me literally two hours to put together. This chair took me about ten minutes to put together. It was so simple. That's cool. Uh, but I love it. And then I bought we. What else did we get? We got a bookshelf we put together today too. I got another wall shelf that I got for all of my League of Legends statues. Which, by the way, my Twisted Fate statue that's cost two hundred dollars is being shipped out, and I should get it probably by next week. I don't understand how Kay says sure buy the twisted fate statue for $200 how does Kay say that the Ziggs one was uh, 150 bucks and the Thresh one was 75 but they've only so gone up in says, quality since the Thresh one was the first one yeah, that's just so much when I think of what I could do for 200 bucks I think a lot of cool stuff yeah so so far we put how much was that what did they say 200 150 so that's 350 we got four hundred and twenty-five dollars into our statue collection of League of Legends, and that's not including little miniature guys. Um, and, but we also got a shelf to put all them up, like above our TV, which we're planning mm. on doing tomorrow. That's cool. And then we got this awesome lamp, which I'll show you later. But cool. I, I don't get excited about lamps very often, but this one, I I had to dump the seventy-five bucks into this lamp. It's pretty fucking sweet. 75 bucks, Jesus. So you did some Ikea shopping and some carpal and tunnel jerking off. What else? And... Oh, the rest of the week, uh, I played Rocket League. I played, um, I mostly played Rocket League, honestly, because with, with my hand and everything, I really couldn't do much else. I couldn't play much of the mouse games like CS or anything like that. So I'm fucking probably getting really rusty in CS. You missed out. Hearthstone, man. It's Hearthstone, easiest, I got to rank 20. To okay. I got to rank Good 20 time. in Hearthstone. Are you still um, using that deck I made you? Yes, I am. I got one loss so far, but it was really nothing I could do. It was a face. Hun- it was a face hunter, and I was drawing really bad. Cool. Um, and then the last thing I really did all week is I was looking at prices for flights uh, to go to Florida again. Um, and did you ever hear of a, a airline called uh, Allegiant? Alle- uh, Allegiant. Allegiant. Yeah, sure. That's what. It's- okay, it makes sense now. Yeah, I was I was like Ali Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Pronunciation's yeah. hard. Allegiant, I've heard of them. I've never flown them. Well, they had a two-person flight down to I think it was Orlando or Jacksonville, either one from Pittsburgh was $300. I'm like round trip? Yes. For two people, $300. I'm like what the wow. fuck that's so cheap. That's really cheap. I looked up reviews. This company, this airline's got such bad reviews and it's oh, they're no. notorious for breakdowns and delays. No. So But for three hundred bucks, man, I don't yeah, know. I might roll the dice. Three hundred dollars though, and Kiel's like so cheap. Kiel's like, we're gonna be mid flight though, and they're gonna be like, uh, sorry, something went wrong. We lost a wing, we're going down. It's been nice <laughs> knowing you. Enjoy your in flight moving movie of fucking Medea goes to jail. <laughs> Snakes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be something like, oh, enjoy your in-flight movie of fucking, what's it, airplane. Just some some know. movie. One of it, Tyler Perry's 15th all-black yeah. family played by one person type of movie, right? Yeah, it's, no, like, the nutty, it's like the nutty <laughs> professor of, right. of Medea movies. Jeez, but that was, man. that's like, I don't know if I want to risk it or if I just want to just fucking deal with it and... 
Well, what's the price variant? What what's what's the normal flight? Seven hundred dollars or so. Oof! I'm flying. I'm flying Allegiant, man. As long as I don't have a little kid with me, where I don't. Need to, I'll take a I'm chance. Saving of, the four hundred. I'll take a chance of plummeting out of the air at ten thousand feet, as opposed exactly. as opposed exactly. to spending a couple extra hundred dollars for that extra assurance. Shit, man. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's really the week. Uh, how was your how was your shit? Uh, it was an interesting week. I'm exhausted. I don't know if you can tell. I'm not on my game 100% tonight. So bear with me as I try and get through all this stuff. But I'm on, running on like nothing. But it was good. I uh, played a lot of Hearthstone this week, uh, which is the... I've noticed because I swear to God, the train noobs Twitter has been blowing up. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been watching some Hearthstone and I tweet about it when I watch it. And I get a lot of action on the... Um, on those i don't get very many um i just get a lot of people looking at those tweets whenever i send out those tweets Which, so that's good you if know? you're not following the twitter the twitter is at noobs or at train noobs sorry at noobs oh, <laughs> we're I, both tired dude it's midnight right now i'm fucking exhausted I appreciate you staying up late. Um, so I played a lot of Hearthstone this week, which is good because I actually I'll go over a deck that I thought of on my own when I was working one night, and it seems to be working really well. Is it and a so huge I, gimmick deck or what? No, 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 no. It's a real just solid all around deck. But basically, my idea was that um, I feel like Lothab, for instance, is uh, you know five mana five five, and when you play it, your enemy all their spells cost five more mana. Well, it's when you play that card, you you feel comfortable that your board is not going to be touched that that round because they can't play their spell as well. I, I got to thinking like, well, nobody plays counterspell in Mage, and nobody plays the other uh, counterspell fucking secret. It's called uh, Spellbinder, which what Spellbinder is is whenever the enemy casts a spell is it on Spellbinder a minion, card uh, or a, a yeah, minion. It's I mean, a, it's a it's a secret. It's a it's a Mage secret. I thought Spellbinder was a minion. Spell- yeah, mage secrets. Yeah, I might be saying it wrong. It's um, because there was there's spellbinder, which was or sorry, not spellbinder. Um, there's counterspell. It's spellbender. Spellbender. I got that. Okay. Yeah, spellbender. Counterspell. Um, just nullifies their spell. Spellbender is when an enemy casts a spell on a minion, on any minion, their minion or your minion, it goes on to Spellbender instead. So if you're playing against a priest and he's trying to buff his own minion, he's going to buff your 3-1 Spellbender instead of his own minion. Or if somebody's trying to fireball your minion, they'll fireball that Spellbender instead and the counterspell. So my idea was basically a spell lockdown deck. And so far, it's owning man so i just have high value minions and i'm protecting them so that they can't be removed with spells and it's just been going through really good i had this random dude on my friends list i don't know how he got on there (laughs) he played me and i was just kicking his ass and he was way behind and he brawls and he gets counterspelled and he just fucking left dude and he logged off i don't even know where he was from he was on my friends list he logged (laughs) off the game and i didn't see him the rest of the night he was must have been so mad Spellbreaker. No he, Spellbreaker like, is the guy. Fucking counterspell and spellbender. Yeah, spellbreaker. But it was a lot of fun. So I've been having fun with that. And then I just came back from the lake this this uh, an hour ago. Got back from the lake and drank a lot with Katie's mom last night. And holy shit, man! I think I'm still. That sounds from that. like the beginning of of a movie that I've seen uh, on certain discreet websites. Speaking of those discrete websites, did you see that the Fallout 4 yes. 
that yeah, Fallout 4 that. video is on Pornhub because it's getting deleted everywhere else. But Pornhub, it's hidden with all these tags it, of it's like named of like blowjob and girl anal and POV doggy style. It was <laughs> something can... along the lines of uh, fat girl or a girl with fat ass takes it in, but from behind from big black dick or some shit like that. So, so you looked up this video? Yeah, I watched it along with other videos on that website that I'm not going to speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just, I just watched the one video. Because once kidding. you go to Pornhub... I'm kidding. I don't watch porn. I don't watch porn. I'm kidding. Once you go to Pornhub, you only look at that one video that was linked, right? Yeah, right? exactly. You don't look at all, That's the, all, other, that. the, the, all the other images that are on the sides. <laughs> it was funny because it's like on Reddit, it's like... Fallout 4 video leaked onto Pornhub and it was tagged not safe for work. Like, you really needed to tag that shit. <laughs> I'm going to look up uh, the name of the actual video if you want uh, want to move. Oh, also, oh, oh, I started playing Fallout Shelter because it came out on Android. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is funny because... Um, I, I st- <laughs> You know how you can breed people in, in there? You yeah, just put yeah. two different, you know, gendered people up, into right? one room. And they they're like, oh, I really like hanging out with you. Oh, I like the look in your eyes. Oh, do do do. And they just then they just go in the back, and there's all these smiley faces that pop out while they're having mm-hmm. sex and stuff. And she comes and out. And she comes and out miserable and pregnant. And, and and might I mention, she's also useless. She will not help you when you're being raided. She will, she just runs away. No, but she does do stuff though, which is nice because you could put her back at her main job. But then she'll the, work. The dude comes out from the back room, all happy and cheerful and shit. <laughs> Well, I've been taking literally one guy and just having him fuck everybody. <laughs> He's literally- you know what's funny? I was mentioning the TAC podcast earlier, uh, the TAC podcast. Yeah, yeah. Jocelyn did the same fucking thing. She said she had one man whore. Yeah. <laughs> he was a man whore. The, entire the main dude that you get when you first start had like six strength. So I just mm-hmm. kept him in there, just pumping out babies like crazy, and I just just swap, jizzing into just these girls swap, all night long. Yeah, just swapping. <laughs> I these. got six strength, baby. Let's do this. <laughs> swapping women in, but I think what eventually I'm going to do is I'm just going to take the dude with the highest charisma because that's the stat for that room, and put is him it? in there. Yeah, with with just every chick, just keep rotating. You just got to just got to get that turntable with the Barry White high charisma guy, and you're good to go, right? Yeah, named <laughs> Barry cool. White. Ironically, yeah. I named somebody Nathan Drake. <laughs> well, my week was also awesome because I just saw this morning this awesome thing, the Final Fantasy VII Reimagined. Have you heard about this up until today when I told you about it? No. Nope. Okay, so what Final Fantasy VII Reimagined is, is it's a, some fans out there made a demo that's playable. They made it in Unity, and it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up uh, game and it's it's so cool looking. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I just found the name of that Pornhub video. It was, uh, <laughs> wait, no, that's not okay. This is risky. Okay, so I'm gonna click this. Uh, the YouTube channel might hear, uh, might hear it really briefly nah, before I it. pause it. Oh, it's been removed. Oh no. Damn. Uh, Damn. well, what Kotaku said that the the video is okay. Yeah. The video is ta- was tagged. Hidden camera shows audience teased by Big Butt Man and Tights live. That was the first initial one. By Big Butt Man and Tights. And then, yeah, and then uh, it was also changed to a different title that was more along the lines of something that I've said before. I just can't seem to find it. 
uh, right now. But you keep going, and I'm going to keep digging. Oh, great! And I'm going to so get I the. I'm going to eventually again. get the name. I'll, of that. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to being interrupted again for that. Yeah, I'm going to eventually get the name of that video. So this Final Fantasy VII reimagined. Uh, it's like. Um, Visually, I guess you could say it's like a sort of a like a Maple Story type thing. Just okay. it's two D sides, well, like a Mega Man style thing, and you're fighting bosses and stuff like that. There's only one level right now on the demo because uh, it's just it's a nonprofit fan made thing. It's really sweet, but uh, you can there's like some some uh, things put into the game that are from Final Fantasy VII. Like you have a materia options and stuff like that for casting your spells it's really cool but it follows cloud and tifa and unfortunately this is something that even the the creators of this are saying well we you guys better get in on it now it's free and and it's non-profit and anything like that but you need to get in and play it because square enix is known for taking this kind of stuff down oh yeah so um the the I link mean, is in the it's not, show notes it's i was gonna say it's not even just taking it down though right no, well they send a cease and desist yeah, and so, basically yeah. saying that you have to quit this shit, otherwise or we, we sue, sue you. you for a lot of money. Exactly, which is just absurd because it's a nonprofit thing. If anything, it helps Final Fantasy VII. It gives hype to the to the name and and to the game. But the the links in the website, you can go to their website and you can play it. I think it, it supports browser based as well as there's an executable file for Windows. So you could go on there and try playing it out. Yeah. So. Well, I see. I think what how it should work is. As as if somebody makes a, a game like this, right? That uh, like how am I going to word this? Okay, so if, if somebody, if a, an individual fan, somebody makes a dedicated game towards a subject like this, right? Mm-hmm. If they release something like that and they go, "All right, guys, I released this this dedication that I made for this game that I really love." Uh, and they don't charge anything for it. Mm-hmm. What's the harm if they're releasing it a hundred percent for free and they're not getting anything for it, even donations? Right? If they're not making anything for it, then you should be able to release a game like this because it's a fan-made creation. It gets the name out there for your game, like you said, and it gets hype for the next thing that comes out. And theoretically, the reason that they would be suing is because somebody is making money off of their ideas, their concepts, their art, their whatever, their game. Yeah. But th- this person is nonprofit. They're not going to make. They they gave some examples on on this article of other things that were taken down. So there is examples that Square Enix has does, done this in the past, and they're nervous that this is going to happen too. But what what's crazy about it is that you would take something down if somebody's making money based on your work. But that person, but nobody's making money on this work all it's doing is making people like final fantasy 7 in another way which liking final fantasy 7 in any way is good for square enix so it just doesn't make sense to me that why they would even want to take it down at all but yeah did you have anything else to say about i mean that outside of that it's like i said if you, it, you, this guy this is one guy that it's just one guy right one guy that made this or was it a group of people it was a group of people i i, I think it was well it says fan made but um, but I couldn't tell based on the article, actually. So if it, it's probably looks like it's it looks like it was just made by one dude. It may have been, may have been made by a couple yeah, people, but one level made in Unity. It could have definitely. But be. if it's if it's just it's one fucking guy that made this game because he loves your shit, mm-hmm. and he's not charging anything for it. he's not he's not even asking for donations, right? Yeah, no. he's not asking for donations either. So what's the what is the harm in it? I don't see a harm in it. I don't think anything should happen 
but I would not be surprised if Squeenus comes over, weighs their big dick around, and says, take that shit down, otherwise this is going in you with no lube. So you don't see the harm in it. And there would be harm associated with going into somebody with no lube, for sure. But do you think that there's harm playing VR with a controller not being able to see anything around you? How do you feel about that? Um, so you're t- are you talking like something like oculus you put oculus mm-hmm. on and you can't see shit but you're walking around your room or just using your controller in general or like what if you've got like a controller and you're getting really into it and you're just kind of you've got a device that you could drop what i'm saying and you've got a visor over your head where you can't see where that device is once you drop it therefore if you don't take off the visor you're like going around you're trying to find it won't work right so it's like looking for your glasses in a swimming pool after they fall off your face Possibly, I don't have glasses, so I don't know what the. <laughs> it is. It is the, the, definitely a person with glasses problem. You said you have not heard about this new game controller, right? I have not heard anything about what you're talking about. The Talon game controller is this really sweet new thing that is being made by a company called Titanium Falcon, and it is a it's a game controller that is going to. Uh, it's going to learn the, the the movements of your hands by using a ring it's a it's a really sweet looking ring that goes on your finger it's got nine axis motion controller sensors in it and it's supposed to be super sensitive there, and be able to is there a picture of this up there yeah on the article yep okay yep. let me look at this picture while you talk um yeah it, it's uh it connects via bluetooth <laughs> what are you laughing at it looks like a cock ring <laughs> what the fuck it why looks would you know like what a, a cock fucking... ring looks like you've never looked at a cock ring come on no i've never looked at a cock you're ring you're a fucking liar so it's this cool looking ring, I think. <laughs> Apparently, I think cock rings look cool because this looks like a cock ring, and I have no idea. I have no idea. I love how you just skirted right around that. Like you didn't even, you didn't even pay any attention to it. Like, oh, I've never seen a well, cock ring. I, I have say? no idea I've, what you're talking about. I've never seen one, man. But if you think that it looks like one, and I think it looks cool, then obviously I like cock ring styles. Um, it seems really neat, man. It's Bluetooth. Okay, so it will connect to consoles, mobile phones, and virtual reality. So, and you'll just use your hands. So, so it's a mobile-controlled cock ring for your hand. <laughs> okay, yes, it's a finger ring, and if your finger is as wide around as your cock, it might be able to go on your cock. Based on what you told me earlier, you might be good to go. <laughs> don't, don't don't spit your water out there <laughs> by the way if you're watching the video and you ever see me like lean over to the side it's because i always use like glasses like this and they drip so i don't want it to drip in my lap so i drink over why don't here you, why don't you use a proper cup like my manly pink cup right here uh this is a proper cup it's a glass it's a reused reused glass from before oh look so, I'm, I'm getting a message a text message from jim jim right now Oh, he made. It'd be even more special if we were live streaming, and he was like, "Hey, watching your stream." No, he made me a really good offer though, because we're in. We're both into. Uh, comp- Does it have to do with cock rings? No, but because we're both into like the competitive LCS and stuff like that for League of Legends, uh, he made a bet that he said tomorrow if uh, TSM ends up beating Team Liquid, uh, he's gonna buy both of us. Baylife shirts from Team Look or from uh, TSM's store. So I'm really hoping TSM wins tomorrow, so I can get a free shirt. That'd be pretty sweet. 
So the Talon Cockring is also going to have two action buttons God on it. it. So <laughs> those will give me those a second give you to some... drink. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so it's going to have you know more functionality than just movement. Apparently, there's a couple buttons on there too. I don't know what those would be used for, but it's going to connect to all well, these different things. Um, and I think that it would be really good for VR. They are currently trying to raise three hundred thousand oh, dollars on Indiegogo for this, though. Good luck. And it's supposed to be around a hundred a hundred dollars for this. I mean, if it does what it does, I don't see a reason why it wouldn't reach $300,000. But it's weird to me, though, that these companies are just going to Indiegogo instead of going to investors. Like, why is this becoming the new norm? It makes me a little nervous, man, because there's a lot of things like I've been hearing a lot about the coin that just came out, and it's fucking useless. And everybody's pissed about that. So how many things are going to come out that just don't work? Like, what if this is just a really elaborate thing? That is just not going to work. So, I mean, it seems complicated as hell to make this work, and nobody's done anything like this before. So, f- and they and they want our money to do it. Okay, so for people that don't know what it is, the coin basically was a credit card that you put all of your other credit card information into, and then when you go to swipe, you select which card you want to use. So basically, it replaces all of your credit cards with one that it, that's in your wallet. So basically, it's the one credit card to rule them all. Uh, kind of like this one cock ring to rule them all thing. But basically, you said there's going to be buttons on this. And I'm assuming if you put it on something like your index finger, right, you would use your thumb to push the button. Yeah, yeah, probably like and that. And then yeah. that would trigger your shit. Or you could put it on your dick mm-hmm. if your dick's that size and then use just your index finger and thumb. But then if you're trying to play a game while you're trying to play your dick, I, that's a little bit of a sidetrack. I always scenario. play games with my dick. With with your dick while playing, yeah, I always dick. I always poke the butt. All right, anyways, that's the that's the carpal tunnel. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I see. I understand where they're going with this, and I understand the idea behind mm-hmm. it because it it frees up your hands to do whatever else you want to grab a drink, grab a drink. You want to eat your food, eat your food. Do whatever you want to do with your hands because it leaves your hands free. It's a hands free device to play games because it's on your finger and you could just so press do you it with your play thumb. while you're driving. <clears throat> sure. Do whatever you want to do. Uh, uh, Katie just got a ticket two days ago, 160 bucks for being on the fucking phone, dude. Wow, Oregon sucks. No shit. Remind me to not be on my phone while I'm, while I visit you guys. <clears throat> but either way, when uh, you, shit, you might even be able to use it with like racing games. Steering wheel. You're, you're on your steering wheel, but you're too lazy. You're too lazy to to reach behind the the steering wheel and switch the. You know, the shift button. And you have the shift button on your ring. You press that. And then maybe that also detects... I don't know. The, the possibilities are cool. If they use it like a motion tracker kind of like a uh, kind of thing, then that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Um, well, we'll have to see how it turns out. <laughs> it's definitely one of those things that it's like, I hope it works like it sounds like it works because it seems too good to be true. Yeah, if they go ahead and they just drop the ball on it and they shit the bed and everything goes down down the tubes like some other past Indiegogo campaigns or Kickstarter things go, then I think it'll probably go as well as this next thing, which is Twitch playing Dark Souls. Uh... Which is not going very well. So for any, anybody that's not aware, basically the Twitch plays... Quote unquote series. Uh, they did a couple of different things. They did Pokemon. They did. Uh, I know they did another one after Twitch plays Pokemon. Well, they did the like red and blue or whatever Pokemon, and then they did like the crystal or diamond one or did whatever. They just they do did Pokemon. I thought they did more than just Pokemon. 
They might have done, Twitch but I know that they did a couple different Pokemon games. But what he was saying was basically what it is is it's a overlay that goes on the game and it shows you like, um, well, it's it's hard to explain. Basically, Twitch inserts commands, so you in, you insert up arrow or down arrow or left arrow or right arrow or you a put all or that B in chat or start or select. You put that command in chat and it does those commands through uh it grabs those commands out of chat and it plays the game using twitch chat which is chaos yeah so at the peak at the peak of twitch plays pokemon there was like a hundred thousand people or something like that in there it was crazy and and eventually they beat the entire game um playing it i don't remember playing it like this yeah i don't remember what the the end time was uh, Twitch plays Pokemon beats beat beat. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, th- that's the history of. Oh, how long did it take Twit for Twitch to beat Pokemon? Uh, it says sixteen days, seven hours, forty-five minutes, and thirty seconds to beat Red. So just to give you an idea, to beat Pokemon Red, it took him 16 days, 7 hours. And if and you've never seen this or heard about this and it's kind of confusing you to you, go to just YouTube and search Twitch Plays Pokemon. You will probably get a million videos of it and watch it for like 30 seconds and it will click. You'll be like, oh, I see what's happening. And how the fuck do you beat a game like this? Yeah, <laughs> It's crazy. Literally, it's chaos because everybody's putting in their own individual commands all the time. Right, because they just want the guy to do what they want to do, and that's it. So basically, it's it's about making Twitch chat form and work as a hive mind, and say, all right, we need to do this nice and slow. We need to have organization to this, which will never work because there's always trolls in there. Exactly, it'll never work in Twitch chat because Twitch chat is just almost Bonkers. it's the depths of fucking hell, pretty much when it comes to something like this. Um, now, basically, uh, you have written here in t- first 22 hours of gameplay. I don't know because I never played Dark Souls, so I don't know mm-hmm. what any of this is. Um, I have them both in my Steam library, but I just have yet to actually play <laughs> through them just because I don't yeah. have time. Uh, but it says in the first 22 hours of gameplay, which I would assume you'd be able to beat the game within Probably 22 hours. Probably. Uh, it says that Twitch has not made it through the first area, which is the Undead Asylum. When I watched... Basically, it was the dude just rolling into a wall over and over and over again. <laughs> and uh, that is so apparently, they chose Cleric as their starting class, which I guess is one of the worst classes that you can get in the game uh, because it's it does the least amount of damage. Oh, no. um, but yeah, there's it, it's gonna it's crazy that the amount of effort. Now, don't get me wrong. The people that did this stuff is really... It's really cool. It's ingenious. Yeah, but I don't have any hopes for how long this is going to take them to beat. Like, they picked one of the most impossible games for people to beat in the first place and put it on there for Twitch to play it. Look, going from Pokemon to Dark Souls is a huge leap because you're talking about Pokemon, which has a linear fixed path to go along in dark souls it does have like a linear path to beat the game but there's a million different ways to beat it there's a million different ways to like build your characters in order to beat it and stuff like that you're not just training one pokemon that can kill everything and a lot of people think that this is going to be impossible or it would never happen at least in our lifetime because there's too many ways to beat the game 
and it's too hard. Like you, this is the one of those games where you can get one shot by mobs if you're not playing perfectly right. So I don't know how this is gonna go, but so far it's not going good. Yeah, I like I said, I'm not holding out any hopes for it whatsoever because let's let's be real, people can't really beat the game in the first place on their own. Well, um, I, I don't one know. of the. Th- one of the things that uh, you might be able to do with Dark Souls in the future is maybe play it on the Smock Zero. Okay, what have you heard what the of? Fuck is, have you heard of the, What the fuck is Smock Zero? Because it sounds like it's, sounds like when you just uh, take your dick out and whack it against. The I'm back of I'm assuming head. it's called the Smock Zero. It's S M A C H. It wouldn't be Smatch, but Smock <laughs> Zero. It it was called the Steam Boy before, which makes sense. But then they changed it to Smock Zero. But basically, it's Steam's Game Boy, and they probably changed it because maybe they could have gotten sued for calling it a Steam Boy. I don't know. I, I but it's it's Steam's Game Boy. It looks like it. You know, it's 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 just a sideways so holding. Wait. It looks sort of like a PS Vita style. Hold you the buttons on both sides. Is is this Smock thing? Since you said you said the you said the spelling right? S M A C H. Yeah. Is that basically just S machine? Is that what they're going with it? Like they were trying to state that it's Oh, Steam Machine? Yeah, it's like a Steam Machine Zero, but they just tried to they just abbreviated it. That's a good insight. It could be something like that. I didn't read into the naming why they changed the name. Yeah. I just read about the about the actual item. Yeah, so. because since since their new their new quote unquote consoles, they're just they're just PCs. Since they're right. coming out with Steam Machines, mm-hmm. I figure that would probably be the next. That makes sense. You know, step for that would be the Steam Machine. Steam Machine Zero. zero. So hey, sounds better to me than Smack. Fucking Smock. <laughs> um, so it's it's like I said, it's their uh, it's their like Game Boy. You can pre-order this starting November tenth. It's going to be three hundred bucks. Uh, but it's it's a five inch seven twenty p touch screen, and then you've also got buttons on the side, and then you've I think on the top part is their their uh, directional pad system that they made and button pad. It's like a it's like um, it's a circle, but pressure sensitive, based on where you go for your controls, I believe. And I, a lot of people were like iffy on it, but it didn't it didn't bomb. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But uh, it, it comes with thirty two gigabytes onboard storage, which isn't a ton. But you can there's an SD card slot, so you can add more to it. So it's it's really similar to like PlayStation Vita as far as that goes. You can also it says you can also use USB on the go storage. So you know, flash drives and stuff like that. Uh, you know, don't hold me to that. <laughs> but because I didn't, from the pictures I saw, I didn't see any like US or USB ports or anything like that. But that's what it says it can do. Mm-hmm. So, and I mentioned Dark Souls earlier because there's a good chance it could play Dark Souls. Uh, the games that they gave examples of that it will be able to handle are games like Half-Life 2, Civilization 5, Tropico 5, Bioshock Infinite. I mean, given those games, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't play Dark Souls. And, At you know, a bunch one, of games... Yeah. A, a, a bunch of games from the steam library this is a i think that this is a really cool thing like for me too um when i'm out and i want to play through some games on my steam library because i have a hard time getting through those games i can totally play it on this and on top of that it outputs via hdmi so i could plug it into the tv in my hotel room and play it on my tv so it's right basically there. it's basically a wii u is what it is well maybe the pad part of it yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's basically a Wii U because that's what a Wii U does, right? I don't, I, I don't no know I've how the fuck. With I don't know how the fuck Wii U works. I don't even know how it's formed. I, it goes, I do know you I've get a handheld thing with a screen on it, and uh, guys, I'm just so old school and cheap that I don't fucking know what those things do. Katie's 
Katie's best friend has one for her son, and I saw him playing it. Basically, what I saw was he was playing Mario Kart on the Wii U gamepad, and at the same time that it was playing on the gamepad, it was also playing on the TV. So it was like broadcasting to the TV as well as the gamepad. So he had the option to look at the TV or the gamepad, which seemed redundant and stupid to me. It just didn't make sense to have it playing in both different places. But there were some different kind of controls or you could do via the gamepad versus the TV or something. I don't know. I don't care about I that. I think what it but, is is you, there's also touch touch screen control on the on the actual handheld device too. Right. Well, there is on this new uh, Steam Machine Zero. I'm going to call it that because I like that better. And like I said, if I can just take this to my hotel room and I can plug an HDMI cord right into my TV and I can play through some Bioshock Infinite, Dude, I'm happy, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. I I wonder if they're going to actually make multiplayer work well. You know what I mean? If they're going to actually integrate the multiplayer, if it's going to have Wi-Fi, that kind of stuff. You'd figure it kind of would have to because if you don't, you yeah, wouldn't be able to yeah. download half that shit. No, it's going to it's definitely going to have Wi-Fi. I mean, I don't know if they'll ever come out with like data plans for it and stuff like that. I don't think that you really need it because nowadays you just Use your phone. Yeah. It's a hotspot well, and you're good to go anyway. Access so. access your Steam friends and then play, you know, I don't know how well a mobile controller would work if it would, if it be as good as mouse and keyboard, but, you know, you'd actually be able to play some multiplayer games with your, your pals. Now, if this takes off, I wonder if in the, in the future it's hard for them to do like a Bluetooth re- uh, receiver in there where you can maybe just hook up a keyboard and mouse. You know, you got your Steam machine there, your 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 out traveling or something you plug it into your tv you got your keyboard and mouse you know and you just well, kind of go for it you have that'd be so sweet you have it says on here the the usb on the go storage yeah i don't see why you wouldn't be able to use that same usb port for maybe an extender or something or a, a mm-hmm. hub of some variety and mm-hmm. then plug your shit right into it that'd be really cool this would be a really cool way and for 300 bucks for me to play my whole steam library at this kind of convenience, you know, a 720p touchscreen, I'll do that, man. And and if I can send it over to the TV with the HDMI port and it looks good and it and it upscales nicely because it, it is 720p. Yes, on I was just going to bring that up too. If you, you try to, you know, throw that shit onto a 1080p screen or f- uh, 1440 or whatever with the HDMI port, will it actually upscale to that resolution or will it stay at 720 you know, as far as I'm concerned, it could stay at 720. That's fine because it'll still look good. Yeah, like 720p on television it's not, still it's is not just fine. It's not bad depending on the on the you know the actual size of the TV. I mean, think about it like this: almost all your PlayStation 3 games, you're not getting 1080p out of any of those. Yep. Even if your TV is a 1080p TV, it doesn't matter. You're seeing 720p. That's what it's doing. So I think that's great. I don't know. I'm really excited to be able to play my Steam library like this, if if that's possible. And this might be something that I look into in the future you know since we're talking we'll we'll see how it does (laughs) since we're talking about uh monitors really quickly i did find out because i remember you mentioning to me that your windows 10 uh Mm -hmm. your 144 hertz was not working with windows 10 Mm -hmm. it's because you have to have both your monitors have to be the same refresh rate i assumed that yeah that's what i assumed. so so, if you don't have two 144 then you won't be able to get your 144 hertz out of it you just get your 60 yeah, which means that I'm going to have to get another one of these awesome Acer's oh, I have. Oh, man, whatever will you do? Not right away, though, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. But it'll come It'll come in the future. For now, I'm just stuck on 60. But that's okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to at least getting one, too. But I guess if I get one, then I wouldn't be able to upgrade it just to 10. But well, regardless. Another, another game that is coming out soon that could be played on the Steam Machine Zero, but has a big news topic for us this week that I'm excited to talk about. It's called The Flock. 
You've really not heard anything about this up until now. I do. Right? I have never heard anything about. I don't even know what this is. Uh, when you say fl- the flock, I just think about some kind of birds, like the movie Birds. I didn't hear off. too much about this until I read about it this week because it's been on the down low, and then they just finally announced some releases and stuff like that. That's, but basically, that's called the DL for the cool kids. Yep, the DL. Get on our level, fuckers. So. It, Goddamn now, hipster teenagers with your trying to ruin your Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. Take it away, our Final Fantasy VII battle system. That's a, that's a callback to episode seven. <laughs> In case you're just picking up episode eight without without listening to seven, who? What kind of monster are you? What kind of a fucking monster are you? Um. So they announced that it's gonna re- that this game, the flock, is gonna. Uh. Well, let me first before I say what what it is, I'm gonna read the description of the game because that makes more sense. So this is the description of the game via. their website so it says the flock is a multiplayer thriller in which you can scare friends everybody starts as an agile monster from a species called the flock but the goal of the game is to grab and hold the light artifact hold the light artifact which transforms you into a hunted carrier only the carrier can win the game so you want to hold that light artifact the twist is the flock are not allowed to move in the light of the artifact or they will be burned to a crisp in mere seconds if they choose not to move they turn into a stone statue and are invulnerable to the light if you've paid attention there's two things that can happen to the flock they either die e.g by moving through the light or they transform into a whole different creature called the carrier. In both scenarios, there will eventually be no more flock. If this is if this is the real world, it would mean the flock is a tragic race doomed to extinction. We want to convey that story into our multiplayer. So this is what it is. The flock is a race that when it expires, when this race expires, the game is done. They are taking the game down. They are not selling it anymore. They're taking it off online retailers, everything. And the only people left that are going to be able to play it and see the finale of the game are the people still playing the game. So that's it. Okay, so basically, there was another game that was like this. Uh, It was basically like you play the game. If you die in the game, you never play the game again. Kind of situation. I'm kind of feeling like I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what that game was. Um, so maybe me, you look that. Yeah, I'll look that up. You go ahead and yeah. get on the next thing. Um, okay, so the game is is slated to release August 21st. It'll 21st, <laughs> August 21st. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be 16.99 on Steam and on the Humble Store, and you can just go to their website. The developer name is called Vogelsap. That's V O G. E L S A P. So Vogel sound. I got the uh, get I got the game name by the way. Oh yeah, what is that? Uh, it's called. It was called. It is called Upsilon Circuit. Uh, basically, if you die in the game, it's perma perma death. Basically, you die in the game, you can never play the game again. So you only get to play it once, and you do not want to die. So, but the game never like finishes and be and gets taken down for sale or anything, right? Um, basically. The way it's gonna work is it says is it, is it live right now or is it I don't still? know I'm gonna look that up after I read this read this really quickly it says uh so this again this is about Upsilon Circuit this is not about the flock uh, it says the fantasy RPG plops especially selected players into a single server and divides them into two teams of four this means only eight players will ever be playing Upsilon Circuit at any given moment. Uh, and their adventures will, two players I do remember hearing this their adventures will likely come to swift brutal ends sounds terrifying right every move you make can li- literally be your last so basically there's only four people on each team playing at any given time and if you die you're done mm-hmm. uh, 
and basically they're saying it's kind of like a multiplayer fantasy RPG meets Twitch plays Pokemon, which we talked about, uh, because of their exact quote, which reads, each contestant explores the overworld and generated dungeons in search of the dream tech crystals. They fight monsters, avoid traps, and compete with the opposing team. When the contestant fights monsters or gets treasure, the experience and other rewards go to the audience. Experience is used collectively by the audience to level up the contestant's skill tree. Simply put, the audience is part dungeon master, part strategist, and part judge and jury. That's neat. So if you die, you can also... I think what they're, what the what I was reading before about this game... I'm not going to go any more anymore this article because this is about the flock. This is not about Upsilon Circuit, but... Mm-hmm. They were saying that if, let me see, no, it is not live yet, uh, but they do have a, a mailing list sign up on their website. That's all I see. Um, okay. But basically, you can be in the audience and play because it's like, okay, so basically, their about section on the website reads, part game show, part action RPG, Upsilon Circuit is an exclusive single server online eight player game. When someone dies in Upsilon Circuit, they can never play again. When you are chosen to play, the world watches and everyone has a hand in your journey, both friend and foe. So if you die, you can watch only and that's it. And you'll never play again. But that, Crazy, that'll be man. an interesting game. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I have a feeling I'm going to die really fast. So one of the main differences between that and this is any everybody can play the flock at the same time. So if you pre-order the game also, you're going to get an extra key. So pre-order the game, it's $17 on, on Steam. It, it's released on August 21st. So if you're going to buy it before August 21st, you get an extra key to give to your friends. So the game, the population before the game is done is going to be 215,358,979 people. Yeah, you read the flock. number right. Yes, I know. I thought about that when I put that in. I'm like, I'm not going to do 215.3. <laughs> <laughs> so that so 215 million, et cetera, et cetera, people to play this game, and then the the following will happen as I as I've already said. Um, but I mean, they they stated they're, they're going to pull this down from online retailers. Nobody's going to be able to buy the game anymore after that. And um, it's it's basically yeah. So it's it's a thriller where you're just trying to kill the carriers and not get killed. When you get killed, you become a carrier of light. And you die by walking in the light. When a carrier sees you, they hold the light on you and you can't move. Otherwise, you'll die. It's it's a really interesting concept to me. I'm going to have to see how this plays. I I learn better by... By this stuff, visualizing it, yeah, seeing it being played, and then also mm-hmm. having it be explained to me at the same time. Other uh, instead of somebody saying this is, I did see a gameplay trailer of this, and it looked really interesting. Yeah, now it makes me wonder if they had ideas for this game before Upsilon Circuit was announced, or if Upsilon Circuit was announced first, and then they were like, you know what, that sounds like a really good idea. We can come up with a really good twist on this. Here's our twist. Blah. Who knows, but I will say that both of these games have one similar feature in that they're limited like that, but they're limited in much different ways. Epsilon Circuit only has eight people playing at the same time. That's it. Yeah, and then this when you, game, but see, once they get up to population and that population is extinguished, the game is no longer going to exist anymore, and there will be a finale. There will be a finish to the game, which is really in- intriguing. Now, <clears throat> here's the thing, right? In Epsilon Circuit, once you die, you can't ever play again. Is this the same way? 
Because it just says that uh, where is it? Either you either you die or transform into a carrier. Uh, both scenarios, there is eventually no more flock. Basically, saying that there's going to be extinction. Does no, that mean you could play more than one time? One time. I'm not sure. No, because what happens is if you are you start out as a flock, and then you turn into a carrier. Yeah, right. But they're also saying that the population is supposed to be this right here, the 215 right. fucking so that's, million. That's the pop. That's the population of the flock. Okay, that it can't go above that, and eventually all the population dies off. But exactly, are they and turns into carriers? Exactly, are they planning on selling two hundred fifteen million fucking copies of their seventeen dollar indie game? Because I have no idea. I don't think that's going to even happen. But you're, you're, so maybe you would create a new flock character if you want to, or maybe if you are a carrier of light and you die, you turn back into a flock. I, I know. I see. I figure that you would have to, it the. The reason that they stated this population, I wonder mm. if there's a reason why they came to this exact number because it's not like something rounded like a hundred. I think they're trying to. I think they're trying to be obscure, like a hundred million. So basically, either if you only die once, then they have to. If they want to meet this population goal, that means they have to sell over 215 million copies of the game, which is not going to happen because AAA games don't even sell near that much. No, right? You know what I mean? I think GTA. How much did GTA Five just recently broke some fucking big old millions like of numbers? Million or something? Yeah, I'm gonna look that up. But okay, well, um, they did say that there's two ways that the population of the flock could increase if the game goes to consoles or if there's any players found hacking or botting. The dishonestly lost lives will be restored. I honestly, Jay, the only way that this makes sense to me is that you can create another flock character, and once all those 215 yeah. million, yeah, that's the only way that it's going to work. That's exactly. They're what not I mean. gonna. Yeah, they're not going to be selling 215 million copies. So I'm assuming, and and I need to do, I should have done some more reading on this, but this is all very short, short work done when I got home. But um, yeah, I'm assuming that you die as a flock, you turn into a, a carrier. And if you die as a carrier, maybe you have a chance to spawn again as a flock and start all over. I don't know. I figure once you die in the game, you're going to have to, you're going to be res- done. You're going to respawn basically respawn right yeah. that's what it was well that i mean i'm gonna look forward to this and see how this goes because it see I, for 17 bucks i'll definitely jump in and play this game uh and if you pre-order it i might even consider pre-ordering it because i can get one extra key throw it to you you know what i'm saying oh, yeah no i'm not really finding exact numbers but like gta 5 back mm-hmm. in february it says it shipped about 45 million units yeah and that's over all platforms right so and plus okay with the pc release you probably figure uh, as of May 19th, they sold 52 million units. I think that was after PC release. Um, so you, that's, what, that's what I mean. They'd have to. They have to have the respawn thing in there. Because if GTA 5 doesn't sell fucking 215 million, your show is all not going to. And I'm not trying to down talk the game at all. I'm just saying that I highly doubt that, that, that that's a massive possible. number. It's, yeah, of course, of course. Well, I'm looking forward to this to see how it works out. Um, and now I'm also looking forward to Epsilon Circuit too because that sounds awesome. Epsilon Circuit, I'm really looking forward to. I it seems like a viewer platform more than a it player is, platform, basically, it, and it's like a Hunger Games thing. Basically, it's totally like Hunger Games. They made it for streamers big time because yeah. if a streamer gets in, they're one of eight people mm-hmm. in one server. So mm-hmm. if you want to watch that player play, you're gonna go watch their stream. 
and or watch the mainstream of the game actually being played and because that's probably where you're going to have all the interactions with you know doing talent trees and it'd stuff it'd be really cool if they had like a 24 7 stream up for that game you know what i mean like they had a 24 7 stream of that game yeah. up well how much does it have you time. seen the hunger games what do you mean the movies? Have you seen the movies? I have. I've seen all of them except for uh, what is it, Mockingjay Part One. So you know that this is, this sounds exactly like the Hunger Games. Yeah, eight people running around with the audience deciding what the fuck they do. Exactly. Yeah, it sounds so intriguing. So well, we kind of we kind of got more excited about Epsilon Circus yeah, than the flock. Yeah, but, exactly. But the flock was news because they just uh, announced that. So well, I got a couple of pieces of league related news in here. If you want to hear about them. Yes, I'd, I would love to, actually. Of course you would. Who doesn't? Uh, so I, You know, I really do love League. I just don't have time to follow it. It takes a lot of time and effort to follow that shit. It does. Um, but remember remember a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about uh, the Team Impulse player, Zhao Wei Zhao. Mm-hmm. Uh, bo- yeah, they, they stole our team name, by the way. Boosting and stuff. Yeah, Team Impulse. Mm-hmm. Or Tip, as they like to go by. Just the Tip. <laughs> but uh they just came back with the competitive ruling uh riot did uh on what they're going to do with Zhao Zhao. and back a couple months ago it was they found out that Zhao Zhao was boosting uh and he was planning on boosting some more accounts than just the one he did uh the kicker on top of that was they also found out that he was in talks of selling a lcs which is the league championship series uh, unlocked account, which is given to only pros. Basically, unlocked account means every single all the champs. every single champions unlocked. All the skins are unlocked. Everything is unlocked for you, so you don't have to do anything. And how much would did? Please tell me that you know how much he was trying to sell this for. I don't know how much he was trying to sell it for because it was Ugh. he was just negotiating. He didn't actually sell it. Right. So I wonder how much that would actually be worth. Uh well you can go ahead and g- google really quickly um how much will a how how should i word this how much <laughs> uh will league account cost to unlock ah, fuck it google fix it please uh, lcs league account how right? much money <clears throat> this is 2012 i don't want that shit okay was this was this what I, the article that I just read a couple little while ago? Uh, let's see. Yeah. How much is it? One hundred percent. So to buy all the champions in the game, mm-hmm. just the champions, four hundred and eighty-five dollars. That's what I wanted to look up. Okay, I got a better way to work it. Uh, how much is it to unlock uh, League of Legends? Everything. I just read an article on this. It's fucking amazing. It's like astounding how much uh, it would t- cost to unlock everything. Okay, so Kotaku, please tell me. Give me a price. Just give me big bold letters. Tell me. I'm seeing back in 2013, somebody did the math and it came out to $2,500 in 2013. So we're talking, uh, it was it was on um, July 31st, 2013, that this guy basically added up all the skins all the runes, all the uh, champions, everything. And it was $2,484.56. So in 2013, and they have added a lot more shit since then. 
So easily over $3,000 for a brand new account or okay. for a 100% account. <clears throat> I found it. Uh, basically, if you want to buy everything in the game, mm-hmm. it would cost $4,000 almost probably at this Jeez. point. So if you were to sell an account with all that stuff, now that's only the stuff that you could buy. I don't know if these League of Legends accounts, the unlocked ones for pros, come with stuff you can't get. Come with the legendary skins and the things that are legacy skins that you cannot buy anymore, or stuff that's earned by getting certain rewards, like getting gold placed, uh, gold or higher in uh, ranked, and unlock these these um, championship skins or whatever the hell they're called. I can't remember. You know, victorious skins. I'm really surprised at what all this kind of shit Zhao Zhao is doing. Like, what's he doing, man? I don't know. But basically, the ruling was that he's banned from any Riot-affiliated competition until February 2016. So we're talking freaking Se- seven, seven, eight months? months? Yeah, something like that. But still, um, I guess basically they they figured it was it was harsh enough punishment. He didn't actually sell his league account. Um well, what about his manager who was had his PayPal account attached to all the sales? So basically, the the manager, the guy's name is Alex Gu. Uh, I believe that's how you pronounce that. It's just G U. So either it's Gu or or Gu or uh, whatever. Anyways, I'm or Zug Zug. I'm probably butchering it. Zug Zug. <laughs> work work. <laughs> uh, his PayPal was being used to collect money from from Zhao Wei Zhao's boost ease i guess it would be uh, referred to jawe jawe was just using his paypal for stream donations and stuff like that because it, in order to get a paypal account you have to have a social security number jawe jawe being from china does not have one of those so it's impossible for him to get a paypal account so he's using alex's account to get those stream donations and stuff like that so if Alex was paying any attention to his PayPal account whatsoever, he probably just figured that it was from stream donations. Okay. Now, says Alex Gu. Alex and the rest of Team Impulse said that no one else uses that uh, PayPal account. Method? Really? The PayPal account, yeah. Just Zhao Zhao. Just Zhao Zhao. So Zhao Zhao, Alex, and Team Impulse all stated that no one else knew that Zhao Zhao was boosting or was planning this account sale. Um, but yeah, long long story short, basically uh, Zhao Zhao banned from any uh, league until February 2016. So it's crazy, man. Now the it's crazy. The second piece of league news that I have was the the team Renegades. Uh, is a team, or was a team rather, in the uh, NA Championship Series for League of Legends. And basically how it works is, or Challenger Series, excuse me. Um, it's really late and I'm really tired, so this is this is kind of all going by the wayside. But It's all right. Um, bear with it, bear with it. <clears throat> We're here for you. Basically. <laughs> basically. We're so tired. We're so tired. <laughs> This is the last time we're recording a fucking podcast <laughs> at goddamn one o'clock. Yeah. But uh, how it works is I explained the how the ranking system is in League of Legends. But the Challenger Series, uh, teams that get into the Challenger Series are to best of the best Challenger teams or best of the best League teams, rather, excuse me. Um, and they, they play in this Challenger Series. And then they, that ranks them one through however many 
teams are playing. Well, Renegades was one of the top teams, so they went on to play the second top team to find out who would get a basically buy to get into the LCS, which is like the best of the best of the best. Whereas the the championship series is only uh, or challenger series is only the best of the best. Um, but the team Renegades has a support who is a female by the name of Romilia. Uh, Romilia is an amazing Thresh player, and if you don't know who Thresh is, go look him up. He's very difficult to play. He's one of the more difficult supports. He's got such a diverse kit uh, to to do everything in the game. Kit just means all the abilities that you use. Yeah. As you have like five abilities you use, and that's basically what makes your kit. Yeah, four four abilities and a passive, but yes, you can count that as five. Right. So, Remilia is really good at Thresh, like real fucking good. Um, the best Thresh player in the world is other goes by the name of Mad Life. He's a Korean player. Uh, people have dubbed her Mad Wife uh, because she's so <laughs> fucking good. Um, but basically, she got into the LCS with her team. They ended up playing against Team Coast as the second uh, second place team uh, in the NA, NA Challenger Series. And it was a best of five. Renegades beat them three to two. Uh, they brought it back at the end. It, Coast was up 2-1. And the last two games, Renegades ended up winning, which were actually really good games. Um, but... They made it into the LCS, and despite them actually making it into the LCS, Remilia made a post on Reddit, a big long post on Reddit, basically ranting and talking about uh, some of the issues that she has with the community and uh, stuff like that. So um, she says that she's probably going to end up stepping down and leave the team uh, in a little bit because, or by the time, by the, time that the, the next split rolls around, because. She she doesn't really exactly say why, but she hints at some stuff like really strongly, and the speculation is that she doesn't want to deal with the kind of harassment that she'd get from the community, which is mostly male dominant. And if you've and ever been known as the most toxic gaming community in the world, if you've ever been to Twitch chat, you'll understand the kind of harassment that you can get. Basically, is she does she stream? She does not stream. Okay, that's probably one of the reasons why she doesn't stream. Um. I was just I was gonna wonder if she was one of those girls that's just like flaunting her no, chest and no, all that. She's not a streaming cam, to see She's not and, a cam girl on Twitch. Ugh, uh, man, I hate that. But what they did, I found really odd. She didn't really mention this too much, but it kind of there was an idea there. Um, they mentioned that, or, or when you were watching the show, the ch- fucking Challenger Series promotion tournament, which is what this was. Uh, as you were watching it, they weren't showing her very much. And when they show like the team, they do like a down the line shot of the team, so you can see all five members sitting there. They kind of cropped her out, and they only did the four members. And then they never really showed her player cam very much. Um, people were like, "I don't understand why they're not doing it." And when they did, Twitch chat would go, "Oh, grill! There's a grill on stream." It, just like fucking Twitch chat does. Um, most of them just being trolls because they're they're complete douchebags. I wish I could say that it's all super young, idiot, 15-year-old boys, but I bet you it's dumb fucking 30-year-old boys, too. Hey. I don't think... Hey, lay, lay off. What? Lay off. I'm not saying you. 
I'm not saying you, but hey, man, I know people that are in their 30s that are way more immature than some 16-year-old guys I know. It's just, it happens, man. No, come on. I'm almost 30. It's just so gross, man. Like, I almost wish sometimes people were forced to use their real names, just like Google Plus was, so that or YouTube was, just oh, so that these guys will shut kinda up. Kind of like dude. they fucking did, Blizzard did, when they announced Real ID and they had you had to do Real ID. You didn't, you don't have to do you it. Had like, you had to. St- at, when they st- first announced it. Oh, was it? Yeah, when they first announced it, people would be able to be research your, your Battle.net account and get your real ID name. People were hmm. flipping shit, and then eventually Blizzard changed it. But I don't remember that, but I believe you. Yeah, so. regardless of all that stuff, they didn't really show her very much. I just think that any troll it should automatically post their name and address. It'd be really hard to detect that, and plus Twitch chat would <laughs> no, be overflowing. It should just post it. It should just Twitch be the universe. Be it should just be the universe reaching down and smacking them and being like, you know what? Here, everybody has your address now. You better not say another fucking word. I really wish there was a way to counteract it because not only do you get it there, you get it at YouTube, you get it everywhere. Anybody's able to make a comment because it's the internet, and people Reddit. people think they could do it and get away with it, and it just gets annoying. But unfortunately, they can. That's whatever. Anyways, that's that's down a whole other rabbit hole that we won't even try to cover because it's yeah, too sorry. deep. To that pisses in. me off, so I kind of let us down that. But they didn't come on, Alice. They didn't show her very much, and the people didn't really understand why. Well, apparently, she requested Riot to not do it because of that that very reason, and Riot ended up saying, "Okay, that's fine. We completely understand." So they at the beginning of the matches they show like each player's picture, and then it switches really fast to their champion that they're playing, and that that. Like the splash screen that loads as like a loading mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. As her picture, she just had the team logo, and I was like, "What the fuck? She doesn't even have a face on this thing." So yeah, that's asking for a little bit more attention, I think, because she's sticking out because she doesn't even have her picture on there. Yeah, so basically, nobody understood why she did that, but basically, that's the speculation is she doesn't want to deal with harassment and stuff. And she goes in to comment on this Reddit thread that I guess as the team was celebrating and doing interviews and stuff like that. I guess she was curled up in a fetal position taking Xanax and stuff in the back because she's dealing with some bunch of shit. But I don't know. It doesn't sound like it sounds like All right. if, if she, it's if it's to that point, you're not the type of person that can handle this. You need to not play it's, league yeah, in the Challenger series. It I mean, sounds, come on. It sounds like now that they got in the LCS, she's gonna get a lot more FaceTime. Mm-hmm. So what it sounds like is it sounds like if she ends up staying with the team, she's not gonna jive. There's gonna be issues. And she's going to have a lot more drama to deal with, especially if she does bad. And it's not just being a professional gamer or or this. I mean, being in the limelight, think about actors and think about, uh, you know, people following them around trying to take their pictures all the time. I mean, if you don't like it, if you can't handle that, you need to be self-aware and you need to be responsible of your own self and be like, this isn't for me. I'm out. I'll be, yeah. I'll play it for fun. You, you know, know, like it's or be a coach or, or uh, something else. You've got the ability there. Yeah, it's a different story entirely, and I hate I hate saying that it's all about gender, but it is because you know what I mean. It, you're in a male dominant sport, if you mm-hmm. want to call it a sport, um, which I like to. I think it's I, I consider it a sport. It still takes as much skill as chess or mm-hmm. shuffleboard or fucking anything else that's out there. Uh, because you're always you're you're always training, but that's that's beside the point that I'm trying to make here. And basically, what I'm saying, chess never changes. Chess is the same game always, so you could eventually learn the whole game. Whereas you'll never learn an entire one of these games. War never changing. changes. 
So what I'm saying is that these are better gamers than chess gamers. Boom! Mind blown. Mind blown. But Just like the cock ring. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to go back to that. <laughs> but uh, she basically, if she can't handle it, right? Because you look at other supports in the LCS when this came around. Other supports in the LCS like Glebe. Glebe was a player that came in on TSM's roster when they were looking for a support. The manager of TSM saw Glebe, saw a bunch of uh, a bunch of what's the word I'm looking for? Not possibilities. Uh, Potential. Thank you. It was another p word. I knew it was another p word. And um, not penis ring though. No, not penis ring. I knew I knew but he knew he had a bunch of potential and he brought him in and he did poorly and the community tore him to bits. And this is a dude. Imagine mm. the same thing were to happen but it's a chick which is nobody knows. Like nobody's ever yeah. seen a female pro gamer in this scene before and now all of a sudden there is one and she does poorly immediately bam gender bias. You know what I mean? And it sucks. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate seeing that. I'd love to see her make it in and stick it out and just take people's thoughts and opinions and just throw them out the window because they're irrelevant. You don't care. You don't need that shit. So I really wish she was there because then it would offer more uh, gender diversity in the pro scene, which would be really nice if people were there. But it just seems that at this time, there's no female gamers that are good enough to make it to that level and also have the fortitude to brush off that. yeah to brush off the community's negative feedback right which is unfortunate i really would like to see that just because i'd like to see more diversity um because not on on top of that you'd also get more champion diversity but then that's getting into uh deeper subjects which we won't go into right now as far as male versus female and gaming and stuff they don't females don't tend to succeed in games like counter-strike and stuff because that's a very focalized like one track focused thing and it's been proven that females are exceptional at multitasking and they are shitty at focusing on a single task as compared to men they're really good at focusing laser focus on one thing but they're not good at doing multiple things at the same time well mobas are all about doing lots of different things at the same time Mm -hmm. and so you really have a game platform here that really caters to the way the woman mind works and she was really good at this game and and i'm sure there's plenty of other females out there that could really take the the women's scene for this game to another level that maybe Counter-Strike or something else was never at or could never be at, maybe because of biological differences in, in, in traits. You know, so it would be interesting to see if, you know, this can happen in the future. She also wanted to say that she wasn't doing it for any certain agenda. Uh, she was also saying that uh, she set it out as a goal to be the first female pro gamer to make it into the LCS. Um, and she accomplished that goal and she wants to, the community to know that she did it for herself really more so than anybody else. Uh, the goal. And now that she's accomplished that goal, she could look back at it and say, I did what I set out to do. And now she mm-hmm. can move on to something else. So well, hopefully she actually does that and doesn't get down into a Xanax hole and well, you know, get herself out. I know? honestly, I would like to see her play for a split in the LCS and see how she does under the pressure and stuff like that. But I can understand if she withdraws because of the emotional state and everything else that comes with it. 
Well, we'll see. So, well, um, I do want to transition to another uh, one of our passions. You seem to talk a lot about League of Legends because you love that, and I love Hearthstone. Yeah, I, I, so I gotta, think I went on a little long about that. I didn't want to go that long, but that's uh, no, okay. It's okay. It's um, just something I like to know about. A really cool uh, news thing came out this week um, that states. Hearthstone is making twenty million dollars a motherfucking month. So basically, How awesome is that? Basically, they could shut down WoW and still exist. No, because WoW still has five point six million subs. So five point six million gonna, times I'm fifteen, do which right you don't now. do because Chinese don't pay fifteen dollars a month. But say five point six times I'm gonna, ten. I'm do that right now. Say that's five hundred or fifty-six million dollars a month is what they're making. Wait, how many people did you say still play? Five. Five point six million. Five point six million, and they're doing mm-hmm. fifteen a month. Well, I would say ten because there's a lot of Chinese that don't pay fifteen for some reason. So just to make it, you know, let's just say underestimated. If it is fifteen, that's eighty-four mm-hmm. million dollars a month. A month. Right, and five point six million is their lowest numbers they've had since two thousand five. So those guys are ballers. So speculation also on WoW. Uh, they're saying that Legion is probably coming out. Uh, what is it? Next. Sorry, you probably. I think I just switched back to the overlay really quickly because I opened VLC again. But uh, anyway, they. I guess they announced that they're thinking about, or there's speculation. I should say they didn't officially announce it, but speculation saying that uh, Legion is supposed to come out next year, um, whether it's the beginning of next year or. Late next Soon. year, I'm not sure. I'm I'm cool with taking this detour really quick because I want to say something about Legion and I want to say something about WoW. WoW has known that the trend has been going on kind of down um, as far as subscribers. They they knew this actually before they released the last expansion, and they had a, a game plan in in place to change the way that they are structuring their game in order to to fix the things that people are leaving the game because of right. Well, right. The problem was is that they they made this game plan and stuff, but at this at the time that they made this game plan, they already had that whole expansion done and starting on the next one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what the article was that I read. So they real they make these realizations, they're making the adjustments, but they already have they already had warlords made and starting to work on Legion. So what I read was that you can expect that Legion is taking the first major steps towards them really. Because, I mean, if you think about how long it's been since WoW has been on its downward spiral, it's been on its downward spiral since Wrath. So you got Cataclysm, you got Mist of Pandaria, which actually did do pretty good at the end of it. It, like, came back pretty strong. But you got Cataclysm, Mist of Pandaria, you got Warlords. So they realize it, you know, like mid-Pandaria, and they've already got Warlords done and stuff like that. Now, what, what I'm hearing, or what I was reading is that Legion is really the first big steps towards them initiating that new plan to bringing it back to the glory days of of um, the end of Vanilla, uh, Burning Crusade, and Wrath of the Lich King was the height, which was when they were up to 12 million subs. And so I'm excited for the potential that World of Warcraft has for the future, and they still have 5.6 million people. But anyway, going back to Hearthstone, they're making $20 million a month. Now, this is... This was found from digital research firm Superdata. Um, they did research on the collectible card game, found out it makes $20 million a month. And according to VentureBeat, which all these articles are in the show notes, is more than Dota 2. They're making more money per month than Dota 2. Would you have thought that Hearthstone already would be making more money per month than Dota 2? 
Um, not a chance, right? No. No, I haven't. It's, I have that's not. huge. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. $20 million a month being more than Dota 2. Dota 2 is constantly like the, like the number two, one, two, or three place on Twitch for, for people watching the streams. And that's, and it, it all varies based on tournaments that are happening and stuff like that. And it's just, it's a huge game. If you're not playing League of Legends, but you play MOBAs, you're playing Dota 2. Now, I looked up really quickly because I was curious because you said, what, $20 million a mm-hmm. month? Mm-hmm. I looked it up, and there's a couple different conflicting articles that I found. One, I don't think this is fucking correct at all, uh, but one says that back in January, uh, it says that it exceeds 75 million players. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right, because I looked down uh, at some more that are actually on a couple of different websites in May, which is after this 75 million speculated uh, mm-hmm. players. In May, it says 30 million players. So if that's true, if 30 million players in May, it's, I would assume it's only gone up. Yeah, and that whole 75 million thing could have been like registered accounts that have ever been made type of scenario. Maybe they have an all, maybe they're not players, and maybe there's a different, uh, maybe there's different things that they're calculating for the 30 million number where these are people that are logging on once a month type of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. You can't count somebody a player if they logged on, they didn't even make it through the tutorial, and then they never logged back on the game. You can't count that. But maybe that other one was like, oh, 75 million, click on this article, read this, and click on our ads while you're at it. You know what I'm saying? It's on Softpedia, so it may, it may be. But uh, it, they, they mentioned that... Yeah, they mentioned that fast forward four months, so basically from the 20 million players that they had in September, it said fast forward four months, and Hearthstone is one of Blizzard's most popular games with unofficial, in quotes, or on uh, parentheses rather, uh, more than 75 players. 75 million 75 players, million. rather. Yeah, well, you can put anything fucking after unofficial, right? Yeah, so, so that, that but I don't think that's The correct, numbers but. we do have from reputable sources and reputable research facilities are $20 million a month. I don't know about the players right now. Well, I know that the players are off the charts. Also, also in this article, they mentioned something about adding a 2v2 mode, which would be really cool. I would love the shit out of that, but... I love we'll I love two headed giant and Blizzard is very hesitant to add modes Magic. and stuff like that and there's been like talks of uh, people who want a tournament winner for a long time and it's just not been happening and so you know it's we'll see what happens but there's definitely Hearthstone is just ramping up like they're running fast right now but they haven't even started sprinting yet it's going to explode like it already has exploded but it's like. There's no slowing down anytime soon for this game. Twenty million dollars a month. It's an amazing. It's an amazing thing. No, and it's it's not even that old at all. Yeah, and if you guys haven't realized yet, we're going to talk about Hearthstone on almost every podcast, at least for a little bit. Um, <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to save that news for the end. So if after you hear us say Hearthstone, it's probably going to be the last thing we talk about. Um, and what we'll do is, since I'm a player that just plays casually, I don't do too much time into it, and Mike actually puts a lot more time into it than I do. Uh, at the end of every podcast, I'm going to ask him a question about Hearthstone, more of a noob-like question. Hopefully, I can come up with one every week, uh, and hopefully, he'll give me a decent answer. He's not a professional by any means, but maybe he's a uh, well, not maybe. I'm he, a professional observer. He's better. Let's he's better at way. the game than I am. So, 
Uh, I'm, a, I'm a professional watcher of streams and listener of podcasts and reader of articles. Yeah, he can enlighten me more than I already know. So, as I yawn, excuse Sorry, me. We are exhausted. And if you are listening to this show, I'm sure you can tell our cadence is a little bit slower. Our energy level is a little bit lower. Yeah. It's, a, it's late. We're both exhausted. This won't always be happening. But I was going to have to skip the show this week. And Jason was lovely enough to stay up till over past one o'clock in the morning and do the recording with me because i told him i just don't want to miss the recording man i really just want to do it i'm excited to do it and he'd stayed up for me so we're sorry we're tired but it won't always be like this yeah anyways on to the on to the question that i have for us don't even care about my anyways anymore fuck it. i've been i've been looking forward to this question by the way last week was fun but my question is there's for those that don't play there are nine classes in hearthstone that you can play each class has a different hero ability Mm -hmm. you know because you've looked at my my setup that i don't have all the all of the basic cards unlocked for all the all of the classes because i don't like some of the classes i don't understand how to play some of the classes i.e you haven't gotten them all that level 10 yes i think shaman shaman and shaman and warlock are the other two classes that don't have level 10 okay Okay. This one's about warlock. Okay. Um. So I don't necessarily understand how warlock works. I understand the premise behind it because I played a ton of warlock in in actual WoW. But mm-hmm. and I understand what the hero ability is, and I understand the purpose of card draw. Basically, the hero ability is you deal two damage to yourself, but you also draw a card at the same time. For two mana. For two mana. Yes. Uh, so it costs two life, two mana, and you get a card. So it gives you some card draw, so you can kind of accelerate your play. Um, and I understand the whole concept about it, but what I don't understand is when you life tap. Why would you take life tap and life tap over something else, another play that you'd have? Say, if you, I can drop an acidic, uh, acidic Swampos uh, on the board instead of life tapping. Let's say I already have... All right, let's. I don't. I'll put the. I'll put the. Um, the scenarios on your hands since you're the one explaining it. Put the cards in my hands. Haha. Ha. Uh, I'll put the the dick ring on your dick. I was still gonna make a <laughs> cock ring joke after that, but I just. <laughs> but yeah, that's my question: is when do you life tap? Okay, it's all based on tempo. Okay, explain uh, what tempo the, is. Tempo is basically controlling the pace of the game if you got if you have tempo you're controlling the pace of the game now if you're the one putting out the a card on the board and you and they have an empty board and you are expecting them to answer your board you've got tempo because they are reactionary and you are creating the the board state is what's happening there now say you have a good curve in your hand say you're playing zoo which notoriously zoo has lots of low cost cards and so you get good curves curve meaning curve would be your mana curve so if you're familiar with any sort of card games you have different cost cards and you go from low to high and you want more low cards than you do high cards because it's harder if you if you draw all your high cost cards at least in this game you don't get and in a lot of games because like magic for instance you need to lay down a land every single turn so you don't have you don't have a lot of land till the end of the game well hearthstone every turn you gain one more mana crystal up to 10 mana crystals so if you've got all your seven eight nine cost mana cards in your hand at the beginning you're not going to be able to play anything and you're going to lose because they've been attacking your face all the way up until turn eight or nine or ten or whatever and so you need a low curve or you you need a good curve where you have a lot of low cards so you have stuff to play in the beginning of the game so you can 
control the tempo, you can control the board, and you can make sure that you're not dying. You're protecting your health value. If you are playing Zoo, which Zoo has a lot of low-cost minions, um, you've got lots of one-cost, two-cost, three-cost uh, creatures. You're not going to be type. You're not going to be tapping very much uh, in the beginning of the game because you've got plenty of things to play. Now, what happens is when you play your hand out, that will happen with Zoo, especially because you've got a lot of cheap mana cost cards. You're going to play your hand out. You got no cards left. Then that's when Warlock really shines because every single turn, what you're doing is say you end your turn, you have no cards, and then your your turn comes up and you draw a card. And then you tap and you draw another card. You have the potential to play two cards a turn for only two health and two mana. Because they're low-cost cards, usually that two mana doesn't affect you being able to play both of those cards. So you're just constantly flooding the board and expecting answers from them. Um, and a lot of times, a lot of those minions are sticky minions, which means they have death rattles, which mean that they come back or stuff like that. An effect then takes you, place whenever they die. Exactly, which makes something stick around on the board, thus creating tempo creating more board state creating control um and then so that's where it shines with like zoo and then there's also another deck called handlock which is really popular and it's the control variant of warlock that everybody plays and really right now there's only two there's like three main variants that people play it's like zoo and then it's zoo with demons in it which is called like demon lock and it utilizes this one called um this one card that when that card dies, it summons a demon from your hand onto the board, and you use that with things like. Um, and of course, I'm going to draw on. I'm going to draw a blank on all these card names. But uh, there's a, a warlock card that's a five mana five seven, and when you play it, you discard two cards out of your hand. They're gone for the whole game. If you get to play your void caller, which is a four a four mana three four, it's a three mana three four, and they kill your void caller. It summons the doom guard. Is that five mana five seven? And you don't have the the loss of those two cards, or spend the five mana, or you could even kill the doom guard or the the void color on your turn, and it summons it on your turn, and then you can play that charging creature on that turn. Mm-hmm. That's that's the demon lock variant, but that's a little bit more complicated, so I'm not going to go into that too much. But what I'm going to talk about as far as tapping and how that synergizes with the decks that the, these people are creating and why warlock's so good is it's going to go in with handlock, and what handlock is is handlock is called handlock because it's all about having a huge hand and all of your cards are buffed because you've got multiple cards in your hand so on turn one you pretty much always do nothing on turn two you tap for handlock on turn three you tap for handlock and then on turn four you're hoping that you have a uh, mountain giant or you're hoping you have a uh it's one of the drakes and i'm i'm really bear with me i'm not going to be remembering all these names off the top of my head uh it's one of the drakes that it's a four mana it's a it's a four mana four one, and the the text on the card reads uh, gains one health for every card you have in your hand. So you can get it all the way to like a four ten, and you play that on turn four. Or the mountain giant is a is a eight eight, and it's a twelve mana card eight eight, and it reads for every card in your hand, this card costs one less mana. So you can get it down to you can play an eight eight giant on turn four if you tap every single turn with a handlock. Twilight Jake. Twilight Drake, thank you. Um, on top of that, you also play Molten Giants in this deck, where what Molten Giants are is they cost 20 mana for an 8-8 Giant, and you're, the mana for that Molten Giant is reduced 
for every point of damage you've taken to your to your hero's face. So every time you're tapping and you're dealing two damage to your face, that Molten Giant gets two mana cheaper. And so at the, by the end of the, the, the game, when you get down to 10 health, those Molten Giants are zero mana. So you play those Molten Giants with something called a Sun Fury Protector, which what the Sun Fury Protector does is it taunts up both creatures on both si- on each side of it. So then you're at, you're at your sweet spot. You're low at enough health that you're playing your Molten Giants for free. You've played your Mountain Giants for really cheap because you've got a huge hand. You've played your Twilight Drakes, which are like four tens. And then you just start taunting it all up with Sun Fury Protectors and Argent... Uh, <clears throat> I keep getting a text message, just damn it. And uh, there's another one that's uh, a five, uh, four mana, two, three, and he taunts up the ones beside him, and he also gives them plus one, plus one. So what happens is you get to the end game, and you play all these giants and all these big creatures, and you taunt them up, and then your enemy can't do anything, man. There You have too much big shit taunted up. He can't get through it. And then you're just to face, to face, to face with like eight damage, eight damage, eight damage, and it's nuts. They also throw like Jaraxxus in there, um, which you can look up Jaraxxus card if you want. I'm not going to go too much into that. But there are cards in the game that synergize with you losing health or taking damage. Warlock cards especially, like Floating Watcher. Floating Watcher every, yeah. time, every time you take damage, he gains plus two, plus two. Every time you take damage. So you play that. During your turn. And you, it has to be during your turn you take damage. Right. During your turn. So you play that and you tap. He gains plus two, plus two. And then say maybe you play a um, an imp, a flame imp, and he does three damage to you. When you play him, you get another plus two, plus two. So there's a lot of synergizing there. The low health goes along with, you know, molten giants and stuff like that. But then if you're playing a variant of a deck where you don't necessarily want to be at low health, but you're you're utilizing these kind of cards and you want to heal up, then you just start throwing in heal bots. Or you throw in a Siphon Soul, which kills anything for six mana and restores three health to you. Stuff like that. So Warlock is one of the best uh, classes in the game because you do not have to worry about putting card draw into your deck. And that's a hard thing when you're building a deck. You have to always make sure that you are putting card draw into your deck. Otherwise, your deck's going to run out of steam. You're not going to be able to do anything. With Warlock, you don't have to worry about that. You've always got card draw. You just got to hit your hero power and you're good to go. And so that's why Warlocks has more room they have more deck slots in their deck to be able to put all these other cool cards you got you know three more deck slots in your deck to put creatures that benefit from you taking damage so yeah it's really cool well uh my question was more along the lines of like let's say when is it when is it good to sacrifice the life tap which you lose life for versus having that little bit of extra life in there like if I have nothing on the board and he has two minions out that are gonna hit me in the face next turn, but let's say I have a possibility to play a, a like, like let's just go with that acidic swampu still. Okay. <clears throat> do I play the acidic swampus or do I tap because I need I'm looking to get I have big hand. Let's say I also have a molten giant in my hand too. Depend. Or the acidic swampus costs mountain, two mana. Whatever the fuck it is. Acidic Swampus costs two mana, so it depends on what you have for your turn three. Do you have a turn three play under those circumstances? You play your Acidic Swampus, and it's just going to die. You know that it's just going to get traded. But if you don't have a turn three play, then you might have to contemplate, like, do you have a turn three play or a turn four play? But let's also say that he has something on the board that will either hit me in the face for, let's just say, three damage instead Mm -hmm. of two. Mm -hmm. Because if it was two, then it'd just be a trade. It'd just be either I lose two health from... Void uh, from life tapping, or I lose two health from him hitting in the face. But let's say he does three damage. He hits me for three damage. If I put up the six wampus, I know he won't hit me in the face because he'll go for the. Well, I don't know, but 
he mm-hmm. he would hit the acidic swamp who's more likely to clear board and still maintain board presence presence then hit me in the face for the three damage so should i play that acidic swamp who's to take the three damage from hitting me in the face mm-hmm. or do i life tap because i have that whatever giant you said it was that i that reduces a mana yeah. per card so, hand so if he has you know like a two three say he has whatever a crocolisk, a river crocolisk on his board. It's a two mana three two or two three, and you've got these acidic swampoos in your deck. And say you're playing against a mage, so he doesn't have weapons, so you don't have any reason to hold the acidic swampoos, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you've got nothing else to do. It's turn two. If it's turn two, you've got other cards in your hand. So yes, you play acidic swampoos on that turn for board control. Under those circumstances, unless you have a removal, which makes more sense. In most cases, you don't. You play the Acidic Swampus, and then y- you keep trying to curve out. What curve out means is play something on every turn and use utilize your mana to its full efficiency. So if you've got four mana, you want to try and spend four mana, because usually a four mana creature is going to be more powerful than a three mana creature. So you want to try and curve out like that, and anytime there's a hole, you need to tap. Or say it's turn six, you don't have a turn six uh, card to play. You don't have your Sylvanas. So you tap and you play a turn four card, a four mana. So it really is just based on tempo and it's based on, yeah, you can protect your face as well. But that's where a lot of those things, like sometimes you don't want to protect your face if you're playing um, Handlock. You want to take that damage, you want to get down to 10 health so you can play your Molten Giants. Yeah. And if you know how to play against Handlock, you leave them right at 16 health and then you don't attack their face anymore. And then you wait till you have all the damage in your hand, you know, Mm -hmm. to kill them. So it's there's so much depth to this game and honestly we could go on and on and on about this topic but i'm hoping i answered your question yeah no that's that's more than i knew so and plus i've the reason i i knew what curve was i knew what tempo is i knew all that stuff and all that terminology everybody else but yeah if somebody's listening for the first time they don't really play hearthstone or they don't know i'd rather explain it for the first time so in future podcasts and we say those uh those that verbiage you know, we'll be, they'll be good and they'll know what the hell we're talking about. So I think that'll, right. that'll pretty much, excuse me, wrap it up for this early morning, late night podcast that we did. Uh, if you like, no what, if you like what we did, you enjoy our podcast, please go check us out on iTunes, rate us up, give us a review, helps us out, get us out there a little bit better. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at train noobs. We're always tweeting about Hearthstone and other bullshit. <laughs> uh it's late ignore ignore me but uh also trainnoobs.com is the website you can go watch a bunch of stuff we have the youtube links are up there since we don't have an actual youtube account that you can sit, i can tell you go to youtube.com slash trainnoobs i can't ex- do have a youtube account i can't exactly say that because it won't take you to our exactly youtube account you can you can however search for train noobs on youtube and we do come up there yeah but it's easiest to just go to trainnoobs.com, click on the watch the, the watch the episode here link that I put up every single week, and then you can you can head over there. Also, um, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash trainnoobs, uh, and you will get access to our pre-show. Yep. And that's 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 where we're starting off, was, and we've got a, some goals up there I to was also start thinking, streaming the show. And, yeah, I was also thinking about another goal, um, mm-hmm. doing like, you know how at the beginning, I want to tell us, tell you this now while we're actually recording, so maybe it gives an incentive more. You guys are more. hearing some behind-the-scenes <clears throat> talk here. This would normally go in like the pre-show, uh, but I figured I might as well bring it up at the end when we talked about Patreon. I'm thinking if we reach a certain milestone, I don't know exactly what that would be yet, but 
if we reach a certain milestone at the beginning of every episode, obviously we talk about our weeks. There is more stuff that we could possibly go on about. I can go on and on about the shit that I have to deal with on a daily basis or uh, the people on the bus or the inconsiderate assholes that are downtown. I can go on and on about all this shit, but I try not to because it takes up too much time. I was considering doing a second show. We do another episode. Maybe we do it bi-weekly. And we do it just kind of like a ranting or what's going on type of episode where we sit there and talk about everyday bullshit in our lives. And because I think we can make some actual really good conversation about that kind of shit. And he's sitting there texting. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've got a female in the other room just waiting for me to come in there and take off my clothes. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's insane. All right. Well, besides our I I think that that that, that, that would be a lot of fun, actually. I had talked about doing that with uh, Jason number two once before, not not in podcast form, but just uh, a, we could just have a whole separate spinoff if even so, you know, just a little 20 minute show where we just fucking talk about whatever the Uh, fuck we want. More than 20 minutes, sir. I'm just saying, spinoff. Anyway, well, well, basically that that is all that all wraps back around. So check out our Patreon, get some get some rewards. Uh, I got some really cool reward ideas going on, but you're not going to know about them until we start getting some numbers on Patreon. So get over there, check that out. YouTube, uh, all those links found on page, uh, trainnoobs.com. Yeah, see, we, I think that's everything. yeah. We almost fucked it up again, but Patreon. I think Do my eyes look like they're closing on. You? Yes, I think that's another episode uh, in the books, so to speak. In the so. books. We're officially past 90% of podcasts who fail after seven episodes. Now, high five! So that'll that'll pretty much wrap up this episode. Thanks for checking it out, guys. And we'll catch you all next week. That'll do it for me. Later, noobs. Go enjoy your cock ring. All right. Thank you for listening to the Train Noobs podcast. Visit us at trainnoobs.com where you can find links for all of our social media. Join us again next time and have a pleasant day.